Hello beautiful people, welcome to another episode of the Word Up Podcast, your Bible study companion. We hope you've been blessed by previous episodes. If you're new here, would like to say a big welcome. We believe you're not here by accident and we've got something great for you today. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, tea or juice and let's get right into it. Today, we will be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. I read the NLT. It says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. And I'll read the NIV as well. It reads, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Hmm. There are certain laws in the Bible which transcend both Old and New Testament, irrespective of whether the individual believes or not. One of those laws is that of sowing and reaping. Another is the law that governs day and night. God instituted these laws and they are for our benefit. Like I said, the law of planting and harvest applies to every human being on the surface of the earth and not only to Christians. Of course, the apostle was talking to the Corinthian church about giving their substance and verse 1 states that they were already doing that. Different translations render it differently. The NIV calls it service. I mean, that's the verse 1. The NLT describes it as a ministry, while the message translation says it's a relief offering. I'd like for us to start from there in changing our perspective to how we give. It may seem like what we give is more important to us, but God is not only interested in the what, but the how. Case in point was Cain and his brother Abel. One had the right attitude to give in while the other did not. So my first question to us today is, how do you give what you give? If you have the privilege to give, you're in a good ministry, just like someone who serves tables or sings or preaches, you are in a good ministry. It is to be done unto God, not for self-gratification, but unto God. Jesus speaking, he said, When you give, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. In other words, don't go about announcing what you have done. He went further to say, Your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You see that from Matthew 6, 3-4. to what does that tell us? Giving ought to be between you, the recipient, and God. It is a secret. I find that people share what they have done for other people when it's absolutely unnecessary. I was having a chat with someone the other time and someone else walked past and she said to me, when that person was homeless, I housed them. To be honest, I was surprised she said that to me because it had nothing to do with our conversation. Number two, 
I did not need to know about it. That's now in the past, and if you did, God will reward you. I wondered if it was a cultural thing and spoke to my mentor about it because I had seen a few cases of similar occurrence. And this brings me to think and ask myself a few questions. What's the benefit of sharing what I've done for someone? Is it to encourage them? Is it to show off that I'm a devout Christian? Is it to bring the other person down? We really need to examine the motives behind our actions. We've just talked about the how. Let's now look at the what, which is the meat of our discussion today. As a reminder for our verse of the day, it says, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Someone once told me, God wants us as Christians to be poor. It's not good that we're rich as it can take our focus off Christ. And I said to him, I disagree with that. I understand the parable of Jesus and the rich young ruler. But our verse of the day today tells us that there are people in the church who need financial help. If everyone in the church is poor, how do we feed the poor? The poor cannot feed the poor. How do we help the needy? How do we clothe those who need a garment? How do we spread the gospel far and wide? All of these require money. For Jesus, though he was rich, yet for our sakes became poor. This includes but is not limited to emptying himself of his glory and splendor, to being born in a manger, having nowhere to lay his head and the likes, having no money when the tax collectors came by. There were certain people in the Bible who, out of their abundance, helped Jesus and Paul's ministry. While it is good for ministers to downplay the subject of giving, it is important that believers have a complete gospel and that involves giving cheerfully to support the work God is doing around us, giving to help the poor and the needy, giving to the church. I feel withholding teaching on a subject because some have misused it is not fair on the flock. No one should take advantage of the scripture to enrich their pocket. That's another extreme and it's wrong. There should be a balance when communicating the gospel. Like the verse says, if you give sparingly, you reap sparingly. I like to take this beyond money. I was having a chat with my wife today about how we sometimes say we are fasting but spend most of the day doing what we do on a regular day. Fasting is denying ourselves of food and everything that brings pleasure to our flesh. This involves social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, chit chat, watching a movie, making phone calls and chatting away. When we fast, we're giving ourselves to God. That's a, that's a form of giving. We give ourselves to God in fasting, denying ourselves of food and all of these other pleasures. And the measure to which we give ourselves to God is the measure of God we receive. 
Many times we want more of God, we want to see God move in our lives, but we're not ready to empty ourselves of the trash. We need to first empty ourselves and come to God so that He can fill us with Himself. How much time are we willing to spend in His presence? How much time are we willing to engage in prayer, seeking His face? So these are ways we can give. Giving is not limited to money. We can give our time. Give our time to listening to someone. Give our time in showing love. Checking up on a brother. Check up on a believer. Check up on someone. We can give our time in going out on the streets and preaching the gospel. This is giving. Giving is not limited to money. The subject of giving transcends every aspect of Christianity. Giving is the fundamental heart of Christianity. For God so loved the world that he gave. So God gave his all. He gave his only begotten son, Jesus. And Jesus came into the world and he gave his all. He gave his life. So what is there that is so precious that we cannot give? The money we have today, God gave it to us. The time that we have today, God gave it to us. So what is there that we cannot give? And if you're asking, oh, I've got, I've got nothing to give. If you're thinking I've got nothing to give, oh no, you've got so much to give. You've got your time. Someone needs someone to talk to. You can listen to them and share wisdom with them and shed light to them. Even if you don't have anything to say, just lend a listening ear. You can give love. The Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. You have love to give. That same love that Jesus has for us that made him come to shed his blood on the cross. You have the same love. You can give that love. We're in a world where there is so much absence of true love, of the love of God. And we, the children of God, have this love. You can give that love. Giving that love again prompts us to go out on the streets telling people about Jesus. Telling our colleagues, telling our friends, our neighbors about Jesus and what he has done. That is giving. And with the measure that we give is how we receive. If we give sparingly, we reap sparingly. If we give bountifully, we reap bountifully. So what measure are you giving? Are you giving at all? Do you think you have nothing to give? I hope you've been able to see light from this discussion today. It is not just about what we give, but how we give what we give. So as we bring this episode to a wrap this week, I'd like you to think about those things that make you hurry out of God's presence. Write them down and ask God for grace to deal with them. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we thank you for you demonstrated giving to us. You so love us and you gave your son. Jesus came in and he gave his all. He gave his life. Help us to be able to give bountifully. 
Help us to give our time, to spend time with your word. Spend time with you in prayer. Spend time in your presence worshiping. Help us to be able to give our time to fellow believers, listening to them, building one another in the most holy faith. Help us, dear Father, to be able to give. Give our time telling people about you. Give our time preaching your good news. Help us, dear Father, to be able to give our substance, give the money that you have blessed us with. Help us to be able to help the needy and give to the work that you're doing here on earth. I receive grace for myself and for all my listeners today. Thank you, dear Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Word Up podcast today. We hope you've been blessed and inspired by God's Word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at worduppodcast21 at gmail.com worduppodcast21 at gmail.com We'll be delighted to read from you. You can also do well by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up podcast. God bless you.